Hey guys, welcome back to Cannabis and Conversation. So this is a first time ever episode um, and I'm really excited because I have Stacey Reed on um, and I want to kind of let you guys get to know her and then also dive into a little bit about uh, marketing, cannabis brands, social media, and just have a, a decent conversation in regards to what does it look like to build during the holiday season? Um, because as we all know, the cannabis space can be quite unique. Um, and there's just certain things, certain tips and different, um, marketing strategies that I think Stacey can bring to the table and I think will be beneficial for y'all. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy, but I'm going to hop right in and introduce you guys to Stacey. Um, she's obsessed with elevating e-commerce brands and strategic marketing. She is a fractional CMO and has generated over 150 million dollars let me say that one more time 150 million dollars uh leading paid social campaigns at zappos for brands like ugg steve madden adidas crocs and more uh, she utilizes her 11 years of digital marketing expertise to show in-house teams how to grow their businesses strategically and profitably um so stacy welcome um i appreciate you coming on and would love for you to just kind of share i know i've read a little bit about you but how did you, um, how did you get here? Like, what's your, what's your story? Like, tell us a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So my story. So yeah, so I, as you mentioned, I started in marketing 11 years ago and I'm someone who is very much a multi-passionate person. And so I follow my passions wherever they take me. And so I started out in marketing, um, and I had full-time job, you know, like we do, we go to, I went to school, we had internships, got a job out of college, but then I also had this just passion to kind of like also help people on the side. So mm -hmm. I started freelancing, like from as soon as I started, um, working full-time, cause I would just tell people like, I know how to do marketing and people are like, oh, well, I need help selling my book. I need help selling this. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, I can help you. And so I literally was helping people for free 99 for, <laughs> for way too long. Watch out. <laughs> um, you know, we've all Joe and having to build all the marketing from the ground up all the way to working at Zappos and being on a team of like 30 people and having marketing work like an actual machine and seeing like the, 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 the vast amount of money and visibility you can really make when your marketing is actually working for you. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I've run the gamut of those things. And then while those things, I mentioned I'm multi-passionate, I'm also a cannabis advocate and I'm a cannabis lover. Um, and that started because when I was, I was living in Las Vegas for a while. And when I was living in Las Vegas, I've always had insomnia. So I'm someone who always has had insomnia. Um, and I'm, yeah, I, and I just thought it was normal. Right. I'm like, I, this is hard for me to sleep. And I was like, I fell asleep. Luckily I was fine. Nothing happened. It was, it was a short period, but I was just like, that was the scariest moment like of my life. And so I decided to just be like, you know what? I need to take this seriously. I need to figure out this insomnia thing you know, fast forward through trying medicines, trying all the things that you find online to really finally stumbling into cannabis and realizing like, oh my goodness, this is, this has solved my problem. This is really mm -hmm. like, I, now I sleep great and I, and I've been sleeping great for years. And so I decided to start a podcast because I'm like multi-passionate and I love to tell people about things. That's why I love marketing. I'm like, if I get an idea, I'm like, I have to tell everybody. I'm like, yeah. have you heard about this? I need to try this. <laughs> and so high on self-care, which was my podcast, Mary Z. Um, the cannabis site, which is really just, it was all just about advocacy and talking to black women about how to use self-care and cannabis. And that's really what it was about. And so 
I grew that um, and then decided I really wanted to focus on my marketing business. And because that is something that I've always been very, very good at. I'm very good at marketing. I'm very much able to see how all of the different pieces and bring everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to really just jump in. And now I've decided to really combine the two passions of how can I also talk about marketing, what I love, and then I can also talk about weed all day. And so that's where yes. this, this emergence has come. And I'm excited to kind of see where, uh, where the ride takes me. I love that. So we, okay, so we have a very, very similar background because I literally went through the same journey. I started out in social media marketing, content creation. I was freelancing on the, I was, I wouldn't say I was hiding it, but I wasn't telling anybody. So I've always been into cannabis, but I just never really talked about it online. And then I was like, you know what? Like one of my good friends, Ashley, who connected yeah. me with you, um, she was like, well, like, why don't you combine the two? And I was like, wait, maybe I could. So I started doing research just like on the internet to see like, are people actually out here like in the cannabis business? Like what's, what's out here? So I just started looking and I found like, it's an, it's an industry. And I was like, Oh, like I could literally combine the two and I could have even more fun with me. Exactly. So literally that's literally my same story. So I'm, I think Ashley did us a, a solid by mm-hmm. connecting us because she saw that, that connection. So that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So let's hop right in. Um, I want to talk a little bit about marketing. Um, what can cannabis brands specifically do to stand out during the holiday season? Um, right now, I would like to think that people are ready to buy now. I've already, uh, I know the Amazon like sale thing was coming up. I got emails about that. People are shopping. So what would you say that cannabis brands can do right now to stand out? Definitely start your marketing now. Um, specifically, excuse me, specifically your holiday marketing, um, Because a lot of times what happens is, you know, with cannabis brands, with any brand, really, like if you think about any brand, a lot of times we're overwhelmed. We have so many things going on. The holidays kind of feel like they come out of nowhere. Um, When I was at Zappos, we started talking about Q4 and Q1. Like we were talking about, you know, what we were doing um, for our Black Friday, Hot Cyber Monday holiday season in January, post uh, post the last Black Friday to do a recap. But then we also started talking about it in the second quarter and the third quarter so that we always knew the Super Bowl is coming, right? Uh-huh. Like, so that's what I, I try to let people um, try to give that analogy, especially for e-commerce brands, whether you're cannabis or not. Like, this is the Super Bowl that's coming up, right? Like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, this is our Super Bowl. Everything that you're doing this whole year is leading up to this moment because your shoppers, your buyers, your consumers, they are ready to shop, as you said, right? Like you have people who are ready to shop. People are also not just shopping for themselves at this time of the year. That's why it's, it's such a different period of the time, period of the, of the year. Because throughout the year, people are shopping mainly for themselves, their their daily kind of things that they need, that kind of stuff. Maybe you're you're getting people's birthdays here and there. But now during this season, people are shopping for their aunties, their uncles, their nephews, their cousins, their sisters. They're shopping for everybody, including themselves. And so that gives you as a brand a very good opportunity to capture customers that you wouldn't normally capture. Because Mm -hmm. if your product solves a problem for them, meaning the problem that your customers are going through now is, oh shit, I need to get my boyfriend something. What am I going to get? him right (laughs) you can actually make that easy for me to be like oh yep let me check this person off my list because that's what we're doing Mm -hmm. we're making lists we're saying like oh this is kind of stuff maybe i want to get this person to watch maybe i want to get this person you know some some cbd like you know my family recently has just been getting back and you know getting into cbd and all thanks to me because i'm always talking about weed and i always show up to the party smelling like weed Ah. so (laughs) you know it's a it's a hot topic (laughs) in my family 
And so now they're, they're, they're getting into CBD and trying their own things. And so if you can show me as someone who is busy, who is running a business, who has, you know, all kinds of things, think about your customers, right? We have so many different things going on during mm-hmm. this time of year. In addition to having to shop for everyone, in addition to having to think about holiday parties and all that kind of stuff. And so if you can make it easy for people to say like, hey, this is a, I, my product is fulfilling your need. Mm-hmm. That's what you really want to focus on. And the way that you do that is you have to start early. Because you have people who are early shoppers, you have people who are late shoppers. I'm a late shopper. I'm the person yeah. that's literally shopping the day before the day before Cyber Monday, like Black Friday. I'm excited because I'm like I'm the last person getting the deals at the end of the day, right? Because I'm yeah. like, you know, I've been I'm I'm usually busy on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, um, working with clients and stuff like that. But like, so you have to think about your customers. Like your early shoppers are going to shop early regardless, right? They just won't mm-hmm. buy from you if they don't know that you can solve their problem. If you don't, if you're not saying like, hey. Let me start teasing my holiday messages now. Start saying like, hey, let me, you know, sign up to, uh, to, to get to be the first to alert it about our Black Friday sale. That's a great way to start doing stuff right now. Like putting your email list out there, building your text list, all those kinds of things to get people off of social media and into your world. And, you know, we can definitely go into social media specifically later. But like starting early, I would say, is the best thing that you can do for your brand right now because it gives you time to start testing things. It gives you time to reach those people who are shopping early and it, <clears throat> and it gives you time to make adjustments mm-hmm. if you're saying things are not working, right? Like if you're saying like, hey, you know, we, we started to put some messaging out there and we're not seeing that our texting program is growing as fast as we were expecting it to. Maybe we change some headlines. Maybe we change some methodologies. Maybe we add a couple more emails to send out to our list or, or we add a couple more social media posts to fill those things because it's not moving as fast. But if you wait until Black Friday, right? You don't get to do that. You just have one shot. You're going to throw stuff out there, see what works. And if it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. So start early, really start to start to uh, start your marketing and start your holiday marketing early. It's not too early. I promise you. Like what, like I said, I, we used to talk about uh, the fourth quarter in the first quarter. So it is not too early for you to start planning and start marketing. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, I think a lot of people, I, and I used to see this often, like once Black Friday is over, you're either, you're either seeing people who are like, I had a great Black Friday, or you're seeing the people that are like, yeah, that didn't quite go the way I thought. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, like you said, it's that waiting to the last minute, one shot type of thing, as opposed to taking the time to figure out, okay, what works, what doesn't work? What does my audience prefer? What do they not prefer? Um, and I think a lot of times people are afraid to do that. They're afraid to, to venture out and try new things when things aren't working. And I think that's one of the things that has always confused me the most. Like, if you know that it's not producing any results, why are you continuing to do it? Like, move on, move on, like, let it go. I know it's probably, you probably enjoyed it. You probably thought it was cute, but your audience is not, they're not responding. So move on, you know, and people have a really hard time with doing that. I'm the type of person I will move on. Like, I'll be like, oh, y'all don't like that? Okay, bet. We just gonna do something else. Like, I'm switching it up because I'm not going to keep circle jerking and doing the same thing that doesn't work. So I love that you said that. Yeah. Um. So I know, like I've said three times already, you generated over $150 million, okay, leading paid social campaigns. So with all the experience that you have, what are some of the common marketing mistakes that you're seeing right now in regards to the cannabis industry? Yeah, such a great question. Um, so mistakes I'm seeing are one, what not really like relying too heavily on social media as your main media. Mm. Um, 
And I say that because, and if this is a, if this was a different industry, that that's not going to be something that I would have necessarily brought to the surface uh, first. But because we're cannabis brands, we know Instagram, Facebook, they shut cannabis brands down left and right, right? Like uh -huh. one day your page is up, the next day you try to log in and it's like, you're gone. That's happened to me. <laughs> I literally had yep. to restart my Instagram. I had an Instagram page for my, um, my, my old page when I used to talk about my cannabis podcast. And one day I went to log in and it was gone. <laughs> and I was like... Well, like what the fuck like it's, it's literally that happened to me too girl. um yes and so we see that we see our brand like you know you hear people fighting about it and like trying to you know do stuff about it but at the end of the day like we don't own facebook we don't own no. meta they get to they get to decide what their rules are on their platform whether i agree with them or not i don't agree with them right i, I think that the cannabis industry has a great opportunity to educate people on social media and it has a great place so it should have its have its space and you have these very large cannabis brands who are owned by you know non-people of color who are not getting shut down right mm -hmm. so there so there are definitely you know those nuances there but we have as marketers i think you know understand that we have to play the rules of the game right like we can we don't control the algorithm we can't say like you know they're not going to shut us down um, but what we can do is make sure that if we are on social, if we are using these channels, we're getting people into a, to, to a space that we own. So like your email list, like your texting list, right? Those are things that you own. Even if you have, like you say, a Facebook group or something like that, you don't own your Facebook group, Facebook, right? Owns that group, right? That too. So you want to make sure that you're getting people off of the platform. And so when, it, when I got shut down, fortunately for me, I had an email list I could still keep sending stuff to because, mm -hmm. and I could tell them, Hey y'all, my Instagram, is shut down, you know, like, that was me. I was like ah! <laughs> exactly, you know, mm -hmm. and so start to like, so don't rely so heavily on social media, um, that you end up getting to a point where your business is solely built around social and it, and there is no, there are no other legs because if you like social media plus email are a great combination. That's like peanut butter mm -hmm. and jelly, right? Like it's like people get your emails, they are, see your social, you're staying top of mind. Yeah. So now that we're entering into the holiday season, you want to make sure that you're increasing all of that stuff, right? Because like emails, people are going to start to get bombarded with emails. Like when I was at Apple's, the closer you get to Black Friday, they sent out emails daily like three, four emails on Black Friday on Cyber Monday itself, right? And so emails are going to get more crowded. So it's great to have that you know, your social presence, because then you can still talk to your people and you can still post your things and they can see it in multiple places. They can stay top of mind. Um, but don't get to a point where you're solely reliant on one channel, just in general, right? Like you should definitely diversify your marketing um, so that you're attracting people and hitting people in different areas. And so that's what I would definitely say is the number one mistake is like, not really taking advantage of the, the the beauty of being able to get people off of social and into your world. And you start to build a community there. You start to hear people can respond to you, all that kind of stuff. Like, start to really focus on figuring out like how you can build your platform off of social while mm -hmm. using social as a compliment, but not using it as your main, main tool. Yep. Get those people off them platforms. <laughs> that is like my biggest thing. Um, because I have had that happen too. And this was before I even had switched my content over to cannabis. This was like me just being a regular, I was, you know, freelancing, social media marketing and all that stuff. And they snatched my Instagram down too. And a heartbeat was gone in a blink of an eye, gone. Mm -hmm. And we all know that Instagram is, is not known for wonderful customer service. Okay. Um, so that account was gone. And I was, I was so hurt. I was like, so y'all just don't take my stuff, right? But like you said, I had an email list. I had other platforms. I had so many different ways to let people know, hey, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. But we write back up. So don't work. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so I do think that's very important. And I, one thing I've also seen is people like this, they have this obsession with one platform. 
Mm -hmm. And I, I actually am going to talk about this in, this in future episodes, but if, if you are only on Instagram, like I need you to, I need you to start, I need you to start branching out. Mm -hmm. Um, because I just feel like Instagram used to be that girl and they still are, but like there's other platforms that might serve you better. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I always tell people like, just test things out, figure out what you like. You don't have to be on every platform ever made but you need to have like at least you're starting three. Like if you can get three solid platforms, you're doing pretty good, right? But don't just rely on one platform and kind of sprinkle it everywhere and see which one hits. You might be shocked and be like, oh, snap, Twitter's my jam. Or, yeah. oh, snap, TikTok is my jam. Like you never know. So don't be so attached to Instagram that you can't branch out because you might you might find yourself in, in dumps. Yeah, I like to tell people to think about like, where are your consumers making their buying decisions mm. um, when you're thinking about what platforms you should be on? Because like you said, you could be on any platform, right? But like one of the things that worked really, really well for my blog, um, Mary Zeal, was Pinterest. Like we would get a lot of traffic from Pinterest because we would just like, we would blog or we would take the podcast and we make it a blog and then we post it on mm. Pinterest. We get a lot of traffic from there because people are on there searching, they're planning things out, they're looking for stuff in advance. Um, I used to put together a gift guide for Mary Zeal with all these different cannabis brands that I've tried and products I've tried and really well on Pinterest because people are searching for gift guides and gift ideas and those kinds of things. And so think about like, it's not just about, like you said, like saying like, oh, I'm on every channel. I have, it's not even about saying like, I have a hundred thousand followers. I have a million followers on one platform. Really. It's like, uh -huh. are people actually consuming your content and then doing something? Right, because mm -hmm. the the idea of marketing is to move people through your funnel. Like we want to move people from I have no idea who you are to please take my money. Everybody right. has to go through that kind of journey, and there are different touch points that different people need to need to hit, and that that length of time is different for lots of people. Right, you may have some one person that says like, oh, I saw this blog on Pinterest, went and read it, and they bought your product immediately. Right, like mm -hmm. maybe someone or someone else said like, oh, I saw you in a gift guide, and you know, then they they became a new customer because they found you in a gift guide. Right, like. So you have all of these different things, but you might have someone that's like, that, that requires a coupon, that requires a little nudging, that requires a couple emails, mm -hmm. right? So you have to account for all of those different kinds of uh, buyers. And so really making sure, like you were saying, like diversifying and making sure you're on different platforms and you're, you're hitting people in different places, but making sure that those are places that people are making their buying decisions. Because I talk on my, and I, and I say that because I talk to my clients about Instagram and Instagram versus TikTok. And uh -huh. tell people that, you know, TikTok is a platform that moves very fast. So one, if you can keep on TikTok, then that's great, right? Because it's, it's a, it is, it's, it's, it's trends. Like you have to stay on top of the, the algorithm and their algorithm is built to show new content. It's not built to show repeat content. Like how Instagram's algorithm is built to show you repeat content. So like you uh -huh. engage with someone, it's going to show you their content more often because it's saying like, hey, this person is interested in their content. So I'm going to keep showing it to them. So they stay on the platform. TikTok is more like, oh, you want to see new stuff? So I'm just going to keep showing you new, 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 new things to keep you on the platform. Um, and so if your product or your service or if, if your, your brand requires repetition, then you have to start to think about like, if I like, and, and I say for cannabis brands specifically, because there is that level of education that has to be there. There is that level mm -hmm. of trust that has to be there. It's not just an impulse buy, right? It's not just you, you know, you see a sponge that looks cool on Instagram, like, <laughs> right. like you know, a cool little pair of shoes on TikTok and like, oh, I need those, right? Mm -hmm. Cannabis requires some education, it requires trust. And so we as cannabis brands have to keep that in mind that how do I build more, how do I build trust with people 
and and it's different than other brands, right? Like it's different that even I would even say like skincare and things like that are getting to that place where it's like mm-hmm. people care about what they're putting on their skin. They care about what they're putting in their body. And so it requires more touch points. And so if TikTok is your place, figuring out like, how do I get people off of TikTok onto my email list, to my texting program, um, to be consuming my blog content or stuff like that so that you can build trust, you know, Mm -hmm. but with Instagram, it's going to start to build that trust because they're going to show people your content over and over and over again. But on that platform, you just have to make sure that you are keeping up and you're, you're posting things, but it's not as fast as TikTok. And so that's why I try to tell people, like, it's not just about like saying that you're on these different platforms. It's understanding what are people doing on those platforms? How are they making their buying decisions on their platforms and can I keep up with what is necessary because we like I said we don't mm-hmm. we don't control the algorithm right we can't say TikTok hey you're moving too fast for me I need <laughs> to slow down, right they're gonna say wow. our data says our customers love this <laughs> so mm-hmm. we go even faster right to keep showing you more stuff um, and so we just have to make sure that we understand the nuances of the different platforms and our own capabilities and capacities when it comes to these platforms I love that you are listen you are spot on and that's why I like a lot of people, they always get really surprised when one piece of content does really well on Instagram, but it flops on TikTok or vice versa. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it. Con- these platforms are not a monolith. So yep. you, you have to test, you have to be patient, mm-hmm. you have to be consistent in order to actually be able to understand what's happening on both. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, you know, sometimes they want stuff quick, 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 quick right now. And I'm like, well, we can't really do that right now because we have to test. Yeah. Um, so since we're here, what platforms are your personal favorite and which ones do you predict are going to dominate with marketing and moving forward? Like maybe let's say into 2023. Yeah, I think, um, so I think one, I think, you know, TikTok is definitely becoming the place where a lot of people want to go. I'm just, what, one of what I think about with TikTok is, are you able to monetize TikTok? Because mm-hmm. growing a following and monetizing a following is different, right? That's not the same thing. Just because you can get a million followers doesn't mean you're going to have a million customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think TikTok is definitely still going to uh, make a play. But I think that what cannabis brands really need to think about going into 2023, as far as platforms and stuff like that, is really figuring out, like, like we were talking about being able to diversify your content and show up in different places, but you don't necessarily have to be the vehicle for that. Like you can, what I'm getting to is like using influencers, right? Like content creators, influencers, they have already built up an audience and they've built up a following, they've built up a platform, they've built up this trust with their people and figuring out how do you get your products and your, and and your, um, your, your services and stuff in front of them so that they can be the vehicle for your message so that they can take your stuff and put it on their social channels. They put it on their Instagram. They put it on, you know, their TikTok or whatever platform, or even like, you know, there's like Pinterest creators and YouTube shorts and all these kinds of things now. Right. So there's so many people who have already built up platforms. And so it's about figuring out like, how do I get my stuff into the hands of people who already have a platform. That Mm -hmm. way I don't have to necessarily figure out how to dominate TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest all at the same time. Maybe your brand's focus is Instagram, maybe your, or maybe your brand's focus is TikTok, but you're hiring influencers that have followings on the other platforms and that have, that are doing YouTube shorts that already know how to do that stuff. Um, Because a lot of times one, there's a capacity issue with what we can do, right? Like we can say we want to be on these platforms, but if you don't have the staff to do it, if you don't have the support to be able to do that, and you don't have the expertise to be able to do them effectively, because like you were saying earlier, just because something works on Instagram doesn't mean it's going to work on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you don't have those things in place, then the next best thing I would recommend is to figure out which influencers have, have audiences that contain your customers and figuring out like 
how do I get my products in their hands? Whether you have to pay them to do that, to create content, there is nothing wrong with paying influencers to take a look at your Not stuff. Nothing at all. Products, right? People used to send me stuff all the time mm -hmm. and I would recommend it because I'm like, this is a great product, right? Like I'm not mm -hmm. gonna recommend anything that's trash to my audience. Exactly. Um, you know, and also if you're, if you're coming to me to pay me to promote your brand and I don't believe in it, I'm not gonna promote the brand, right? I'm not taking money yeah. just to tell my people some stuff that I don't believe in. And so if you can find those kinds of people who have built a relationship with their audience to say like, they know that if I get, if I recommend the CBD brand to you, it's because I've tried it and because I actually, you know, stand behind it, um, you know, then then that is just such a great way to spread your message without you having to have the capacity to be on all the channels and doing all the things. I love that. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. And I think that I always tell people like, you don't have to be the master at social media marketing for your company. Like you can still be able to build a brand and find the people who already understand this stuff and not have to, constantly bash your head in the wall trying to figure it out like I'm really big on if listen even if I don't if even if I know how to do it but I don't want to do it <laughs> I'm gonna find the people that I can say hey how much you charge please help me um and try to figure out who I can find within my budget whether that's I go to the top tier level whether that's I go to Fiverr somebody can help you somebody exactly. right um so I love that you said that and even me someone that is constantly building on their knowledge. I even still will outsource. Like just because I know how to do content doesn't mean I always want to do the content, you know? So I might take my podcast and say, hey, can you just, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you just edit it for me? Here's everything. Like depending on what you're, you're good at or what you want to do, your schedule, you can always find someone out there that can take over it for you and say, hey, I know what I'm doing. This is my job. Let me take over this part of your brand and we can make it work. So- I love that you said that. Um, last thing that what I kind of want you to touch on is what would be your number one marketing tip that you would give to um, smaller cannabis brands, maybe who have a smaller budget, kind of like I just talked about, but they still want to grow. They still want to increase their visibility, but they're like, listen, I can't afford, you know, top tier. I can't afford top tier. I have a little budget, but what can I do with this? What, what tip would you give them? Yeah, great question. So the tip I would give them, one, is to definitely lean into podcasting, like being a guest on someone's podcast, not necessarily, you know, you can start your own podcast if you want, but just know that's going to take a lot of work. But if you want to um, increase your visibility fast, especially with the holiday season coming up, try to get on people's podcasts. Like I have bought so many products off of podcasts, y'all. Like don't think it's just for service providers. Like, I bought books <laughs> off of podcasts. I used to have people that came on to my cannabis podcast and they, had, and they would talk about their journey, their entrepreneurial journey um, and how they use their things for self-care. And then they talk about their products. And so mm -hmm. figure out like, and so it's, 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 it's going back to the whole concept that we were just talking about of figuring out like who has an audience of my people and how can I get myself in front of them? And so there are tons of cannabis, cannabis podcasts out there that you can try to be a guest on. Um, even non-cannabis podcasts, like wellness podcasts, yoga podcasts, mm -hmm. self-care podcasts. Like people are really hungry for cannabis content right now. And so if you can go on and talk about your journey or you can talk about you know, your story and then why you created your products or, or what they do and how they help people, that is a great way to get in front of people without needing a budget. And then another thing is like, if you have a small budget, I would even also look into podcast advertising. So if you don't wanna yeah. necessarily be a guest on someone's podcast, you can say like, hey, I know that you have a podcast. And be like, hey, Kayla, you know, how much is it gonna cost if I want to run a 10 second spot on your, you know, next three podcasts throughout the, throughout this holiday season, you pay her, whatever she, whatever her, her, her fee is. 
And that way you get in front of her whole audience, right? Like, because yeah. without you having to be a guest, even if you, you, you can have to show up, guest, <laughs> right? Like you could be yeah. the guest and then advertise, right? Like, so you could really stretch your budget if you are leading into some of these more, some of these places where people already have built the audience and you could just really just get in front of them that way. I love that. This was, listen, this was full. Y'all, please run this back and take notes and listen. Um, and I know that for some, you may feel like, oh, I already know what I'm talking about, girl. Like, whatever. Sometimes you need a refresher. Sometimes you get a little crusty. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes <laughs> you gotta, you gotta switch things up and remix it and get jiggy with it. Um, especially when you've been doing certain things for a while, you just gotta kind of freshen up your, your, your skills, you know? So mm -hmm. Make sure y'all listen. Um, Stacey, let them know how they can connect with you, how they can find you, um, how they can work with you. Let them know. Yes, thank you so much. So um, y'all can connect with me. I do actually have a marketing podcast. It's called Roadmap to One Million. Um, and it really is the behind the scenes marketing strategies of big brands. I guess I, I, we mentioned at the top of the show, I've worked with tons of big brands, Crocs, Ugg, Birkenstock, Nike, Adidas, Zappos, the brand, tons of brands. And there is a level of knowledge of things that they have that they know that we as smaller brands do not know. And so I mm -hmm. wanted to be able to create a place where I could share all this stuff that I've learned about all of these things that if you don't know what you don't know, right? And so Roadmap to One Million, that is really my way of, you know, sharing all that knowledge. And I create con and I create content for cannabis brands. And so you'll find stuff there for cannabis brands as well as not for cannabis brands. So for, for, for more generic things, right? Like that you can just use, talk about ads and all that kind of stuff. Um, and if you want to work with me, you can head over to my site. Um, you can go to roadmap to one million.com. That's where I have all my links to my podcast and my, where you can work with me. Um, and how I help cannabis brands is that I create revenue roadmaps for cannabis brands. And so if you are needing a marketing strategy that is going to take your business to the next level, um, not just you're just starting out, because when you're just starting out, you really want to start to play around and figure out what stuff is working. Mm -hmm. But if you build some momentum in your business and you're really ready to go to the next level, that's when people come to me because I create next level strategies for people, the things that bring together your systems, your strategies, and the support that you need the to scale. really take business to seven figures. And so definitely head over to roadmap to 1million.com. That's where you'll find all my links. I have a holiday checklist there also that, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing certain things in October, certain things in November, and certain things in December that have the most profitable season. And that's a free checklist. So you can head over there and check that out as well. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, like I said, this is a really good episode, guys. This is one that you may want to have on repeat while you're working um repeat while you're creating content while you're figuring out your social media platforms and how you're going to tackle these this is something that you want to go back and run through um because again she she Stacey is a gem so follow her on her social platforms connect with her um so you can get the ball rolling because it's October it's October like 2022 is about to be done so um it's time to get busy it's time to get to work make sure y'all subscribe um, and let, you can let me or Stacey know how you like this episode. Um, I know you can follow me on Twitter, Kaylin CEO, which is all my, all my platforms at this point. Um, and I think Stacey, your socials are on your website as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You'll okay. find all my so socials. So connect with her. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for tuning in and thank you, Stacey. I really appreciate you. Um, and I'll see you guys next time.